0: This is Loud Pipes, episode 4, recorded on Sunday, October 19th, 2014. Enjoy! I still love that music.
1: Oh my good. How you doing this evening, my friend?
0: Not bad. How are you, Mr. Hogan?
1: beautiful. I love that track. Just love it.
0: And isn't that great? We get to ride in on music for a change. I know. (laughs) Amazing. Technology. It still sounds good in post, if I do say so myself, but it's nice to have it mixed in, which is really
1: nice. Yeah. Moving on up.
0: Getting better and better a a little bit each episode. Yep. So this is this is our show called Loud Pipes, and again, we are the podcast that brings you all things motorcycles. Occasionally, we talk about cars and other things that we're interested in. I have a pretty good show lined up for you this week, but first, a little important business to take care of. What are you drinking,
1: man? Man, I'm drinking a Pump King, pumpkin beer tonight. It's from the uh, Southern Tier Brewery. Very
0: nice. Yeah. Not familiar with that one, but... You yeah, seem I'm to be honest. the pumpkin uh, aficionado.
1: I know, I know. I get this cream for pumpkin all of a sudden. And I'm trying to get it out of my system, I guess. I'm trying to get it all in this year.
0: Yeah, get them, get them while the getting's good. So while well, my beer is, well, speaking of getting your fill, this is actually a summer beer. So I'm drinking Noda, Noda Brewery's Cavu. And this is a, a season session ale, as they call it. it. It's kind of a mix. So it's a little bit of a pilsner and a little bit of a wheat beer. And and I kind of like to think of it as a, it's a summer beer for hop heads. So it's got more hops in it than you would find in a summer beer, but it's very, very nice.
1: Wow. Yeah, I got two various types of hops in this beer and two types of malt. And guess the alcohol content in this beer. Hmm. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Did I just chew over you? <laughs>
0: See that's payback for the last episode.
1: <laughs> that's awesome! <laughs> oh, man. Almost
0: spilled my beer in the yeah, process. No,
1: that's hilarious. <laughs> Thanks for that one. <laughs> Joe man. could be back on me. Yeah, but mm. get this: this alcohol, this this beer has eight point six percent. Wow, on a pumpkin. A pumpkin. That's serious. Yes, sir. So I might be talking with a
0: slur at the end of
1: this session. <laughs>
0: this might be a quick episode. <laughs> oh, awesome. All right, so a couple of quick reminders here at the top. Um, just want to mention we have our Twitter account up and going for the studio, and that is at Studios. And, of course, our feedback email address is feedback at Studios. And the reason I mentioned the feedback here at the top is because on our last episode, we mentioned that we're going to give away the Airhawk 2 seat cushion that I was trying out. And, you know, as I mentioned, it's not for me. So anyone who wants that, please feel free to email us and, you know, just tell us a little bit about your, your long riding experience and how you get through it. And like we said, we'll we'll pick one and we'll send it out.
1: Yeah, for anybody looking for a man cushion.
0: <laughs> <laughs> You know, the usual disclaimer, right? Family and friends uh, need not apply. You're not eligible. <laughs> so we've got a quick little U-turn segment this week. It's not going to be very long, but my KLR is officially back on the road. Woo-hoo. Yay! Licensed, legal, insurance, new shiny plate, which looks really weird on it. It hasn't had a plate on it for years. But uh, it was it was a nice ride. Took it, you know, had a a morning off one day from work. Just a uh, situation presented itself, so I got to get out for a couple of hours on a on a you know work day. Got that taken care of, and and believe it or not, the DMV line was the least of my hassle.
1: Really? What well, what's easy. going on? What's up with that?
0: Inspection was was pretty painless, but it just you know they're like, yeah, we'll get you in and out in ten minutes, and then forty minutes later, I'm still standing there. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, yeah, it's it's on the road and just great to ride it again, but no top end, 50 miles an hour. That's it. That's red line.
1: Oh, are you going to do anything with the uh, sprockets? Yeah,
0: I think so. Yeah, I'm going to have to swap those out for something a little more road road worthy if I'm going to get more than, you know, 45, 50 miles an hour out of it. Looks like somebody taking side roads
1: to work from now on.
0: I know, right? And it was funny because I'm I'm coming down the main road by my house here, and you know I'm tacking along. It's like 5,500 RPM, almost six grand, and I'm just barely keeping up with traffic. I can imagine people are like, "What is going on with that thing?" <laughs> it's Shift. Wide open, yeah. Are you in third <laughs> gear? <laughs> yeah, I'm like wide open and getting passed by you know minivans and strollers. So what's uh, what's going on with your shopping? I know you're you're still shopping for Harley and. I know you're kind of going round and round, but any progress there or anything you want to report?
1: Well, yeah, it's still, it's still slow, and I think it's just it gives me more time to kind of wait for the, the scout to come out. So, uh, Right. Uh, you know, I, I'm talking with a couple of dealerships trying to see uh, which one's going to give me the better deal. And uh, it's going. It's going slowly, but, you know, I'm going to chip away at them eventually and kind of get it at the price I want. Uh, but, you know, in the midst of all this, I got a chance to oh, ride no. my buddies. Yeah. Oh, no. I'm going to say it. Uh, <laughs> Harley's uh, man couch. And uh, it was a nice ride.
0: Uh, yes. Yeah. You you sent me a picture of that. So, uh, it's an Ultra
1: Limited, right?
0: I think it's what you said it was. Yeah.
1: Ultra Limited 2014. Man. And I gotta tell you, I know in the first episode, we kind of made fun of the whole bat wing on front of these bikes and everything. But you know, don't knock until you try it type of thing come out. You know, uh, the whole fat girl thing, you know, with, you know, she was cute, you know, I couldn't help it. But, uh, wow, that's all I can say is this was the most, enjoyable ride i could have ever imagined oh. it to be i mean you know granted looking at this bike it, it looks heavy and granted it is 900 pounds yeah <laughs> <laughs> but um you know with me being you know 185 riding this thing around corners you know taking it at slow speeds, stopping and going effortless effortless mm. it was easy Easy to ride. I mean, I couldn't believe it, and it's so comfortable. I know the next time we go on a long haul, I'm gonna rent one of these bat boys for sure.
0: Oh, uh, well, I I just have to to correct you on one thing. So, I did like the bat wing. It's the road glide I don't like. Oh. the you know, with the big, I don't even know what to call it, but the snorkel, the snout. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I like this one. This one, this is one I can do. But the problem with this ultra is there's, I guess it's that top bag or that top case, whatever they call it, that sits on the top. I don't mind the side bags. The... I just don't want that big one on up on top. That's the one that kills it for me. And then the lowers. You know, I don't want anything on the lowers either.
1: Mm. But you can put two two full-size helmets in there side by side. It has an outlet so you can charge your phone or whatever. It has a lot, an outlet inside the little compartment there so you can, like, if your phone's dying or whatever... Or you have people riding when you and their phone's dying. You can just put them in here in the back there and charge everybody's phones. That was pretty neat. But, um, so I think uh, what I'm
0: hearing is next time we go riding, you're carrying all my stuff. You basically,
1: yeah. <laughs> do it, yeah. And if your phone's dying, which it always seems to be.
0: <laughs> oh, that piece of junk. Don't get me started on that thing.
1: I just plug it in there and give me some juice. But, yeah, this thing was amazing. I mean, I played around with uh, the buttons. <laughs> On my buddy's bike the entire ride because it was you know everything was right there at your fingertips so you're able to kind of scroll through the screens and all the settings and look at uh, all the various um inputs navigation cb series radio I mean you name it it was all there you can you know connect your iphone to it and scroll through all your music there jeez it was just all at your fingertips it was amazing
0: you were yeah. watching the road a little bit right a little bit. Yeah. Little bit? Cause okay. it was
1: right there. I mean, it, it, you know, you don't have to really take your eyes off the road because it's right there, which is nice. And all the instrument cl- cluster is just, it just works. I mean, Harley did a great job with this, with this bike. And the other thing about this bike I, I was very impressed about was uh, anything over 25 miles an hour. Mm-hmm. When you press the brake, both brakes work simultaneously for you. So it stops the bike evenly for you so it it was that was a nice feature
0: yeah i read about that now is that is that active only on the rear pedal or is that front too doesn't matter which one front
1: front front end rear yeah
0: so either pedal you grab it balances the brakes out for you exactly anything over 25 miles an hour yep well that's that's neat i guess and it has full abs right yep Yep. now did this one does his did his bike have the ab or not abs (laughs) did it have the air suspension like the air shocks in the back
1: you know, I didn't. I didn't think to do that. But I. I don't know if is that. I don't know if that's manual to something you can light out yourself and add air if you need to. I think uh, that's something I have to check out. I know you can do like a full. Um...
0: Yeah, in the 15s, I think there's two kinds. There's there's like the manual ones where you you just add or or take out as you need. But I think like the highest end ones for 15 have something that's automatic. Mm-hmm. If I remember reading that material correctly.
1: Nice. Yeah, that was a nice ride. I gotta say,
0: so the ultra limited—you would say she has a lot of cushion.
1: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> a lot of cushion pushing down the highway. <laughs> yeah, you said it. Yeah,
0: wow. Well, that's good. I mean, that's encouraging for me because I like the, you know, I like the street glide. You know, I just without the top bag. You know, I don't. I don't want the top case. I don't even actually plan on having a passenger. So. You know, that piece on the top. I don't need the, the passenger backrest and the intercom and all that. You know, don't, don't need any of that stuff. No. No, just me. Solo rider.
1: Yeah. Well, this this bike could be good for you because it's easy on your back.
0: That's uh, another thing. Don't get me started. <laughs> <laughs> this is the don't get me started episode.
1: <laughs> yeah. But, but all in all, that, that was a great riding bike. And anybody who has, has not had a chance to ride this bike, go out and do it. I strongly recommend it.
0: Good, good endorsement. I'm, and I'm planning to, next time I take mine in for service, I'm planning to, you know, they they have rental deals where if you're in for service, it's like half off or something. But, you know, I want to take the, the street glide out for like half a day and, and see what it's like. Or maybe do a full day. Maybe get it up to the mountains and
1: and back. Yeah. What's nice is they got the, the radiators hidden on both sides of the bike. It's two radiators, liquid cooled now. It's awesome.
0: Oh, so this one had the, the water-cooled heads then?
1: Yep. Yep.
0: Very nice. Nice machine. Well, speaking of nice machines, um, our friends over at Zero Motorcycles have announced some of their changes for 2015. Um, any of that there spark your interest? or anything and i mean i know we're both excited about electric bikes even even though we we call ourselves loud pipes we're
1: still excited about electric bikes but yeah there's nothing you know for those people who have not had the opportunity to ride one of these bikes yet they're in for a treat and this was makes me so giddy even when you mentioned electric bikes just just thinking about the the whole experience of it all and just just the 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 torque that we've we, we've mentioned, but uh, they uh, zero has made this bike a little bit better with the 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 increased range of 185. The suspension they've upgraded the suspension and the I think they've added ABS brakes and they've put some Pirellis on this bad boy.
0: Yeah, some nice looking new wheels too. Those look pretty nice. Yeah, it's funny I was talking to. A good friend of mine, and he's very much a a dyed-in-the-wool, you know, old-school Harley guy. You know, not going to ride anything else, not going to look at anything else, that kind of shopper. And Uh and my comment to him after riding the Zero, and especially after riding the Livewire, is I said, you know, if if this is the future of motorcycling, then we have nothing to worry about. It's it's going to be awesome. You know, there's going to be amazing bikes coming. There's amazing stuff out there now, but just imagine. You know, when we get into the second and third generation of some of these things, it's really going to be some nice riding machines. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah, for sure. And I think, you know, a lot of people, they just may have that range anxiety of just running out of juice before they get home or whatever. But just keep in mind, if you're just tooling around, you're not going to do more than 100 miles anyway. And this bike will do that. Even if you're wide open on the highway, uh, you'll get to where you're going and back with no problems at all. And I think you know, you know, for long trips where you you're reaching your 185 mile range, mm-hmm. you know, it, it you know if you can totally deplete the battery, you know, you're looking at nine hours to recharge it. Yeah, granted, that's a lot of time. But if you're not riding this thing every day and you're just doing short commutes, you this won't even hurt you at all.
0: Yeah, I guess the challenge though is, and they're still not going to replace the long ride. I mean, when I went to West Virginia, it was. It was nearly 400 in a day. I mean, that's that's yeah. totally out, you know, for an electric bike. It's not going to happen. No. But, you know, driving, riding to work, you know, tooling around, doing some bar hopping, you know, riding down, you know, to your place, riding down to get yeah. something to eat. Oh, yeah. Stuff like that all the, all day long. No problem. Oh, yeah. Yeah
1: oh, yeah. And you won't feel guilty about doing it either. <laughs> you know. as, as you fill it up with coal. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh. did I say that? <laughs> No, when you buy electric something other, you're going to you're going to do it all. You're going to do these solar panels and so forth and you're going to do it right, and do it up. Oh, you you got big money, I see. I oh no, got big plans, that's big all. Big plans. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I agree with you on the solar panels and and our next topic is going to be a little more of the same, but you know, I've said the same thing. If I were to end up being able to afford a Tesla Model S at some point or or even a an electric bike, I would most definitely do that. Do some sort of solar power just to you know it just makes sense, right, to have something like that charge the bike essentially for free once you you know once you get the money out of the system.
1: hmm Speaking of Tesla, they've come out with something new. You wanna talk about that a little bit? They did. So
0: our dear old friend Elon Musk announced the the new uh Model S P eighty five D as they're calling it. So D stands for dual motor, which is essentially you know, the electric version of all-wheel drive. So now we've got, you know, they have the P60 and the 85, which is basically just different size uh, battery packs and range, but now they have the dual-motor one, which adds all-wheel drive and a feature they call Autopilot, which we'll get to in a second. But the nicest thing that the D adds to the P85 is the 0-60 to 60 time. Oh. So what? what do you think this thing does, right? So the FX from 0... That was four seconds. And I know some some supercars are in the mid threes. What if I told you this thing does zero to 60 and 3.2? Whoa. Take <laughs> that McLaren we, F1. Right? Step aside.
1: <laughs> oh. <laughs> Holy cow. Yeah. When I,
0: when I read that, I was like, is that a typo? I'm like, "This, wait a minute. I'm reading the blog on the Tesla site. This can't be a typo. I was blown away three point two seconds, wow, and it makes sense right with the with the electric motor, and you know you've got all the energy just sitting in the battery pack, just waiting to be unloaded, so you step down on it, and it's just like bye bye, he's a screamer, no spool up, no nothing, just That's gone, just, oh my
1: God, there's nothing that can be able to touch this car,
0: <laughs> nothing <laughs> but think of how much fun that is like. You know, we've talked in the pre-show and, and in days leading up to today, like, you know, how much we both are drooling over like the Z06, you know, the Corvette Z06 and the new right. M3 and things like right. that. But just imagine if you went out, you know, plumped down whatever eighty, ninety thousand 90,000 for the new Z06, which is not a lot of money. It's a pretty good value for the car anyway. And then someone in their Tesla Model S, P85D, pulls up beside you and just embarrasses you Ugh. like to no end. And, anyway, and you're pulling away in complete luxury, but three friends with you, just laughing all the way down the road.
1: <laughs> no, they got a car. They got five people in the car with, with two kids in the back. <laughs> and they blow your doors off. Right.
0: Yeah. And you're rolling around in your 650 horse you know, Z06, which would be amazing, by the way. Yeah. But, yeah, just to have this family sedan pull up next to you and just leave you speechless. Uh, that
1: would be awesome. That would be. Holy <laughs> <So we> cow. <count. laughs> now, what else did this car have? I know there were some other tweaks in, uh, that they had done in this vehicle. So, uh, what else? Yeah, there's a host of things. The, the
0: other big feature they're talking about is what they're calling autopilot. So, they've got... Basically, their first iteration into autonomous driving or autonomous cars or assisted driving, whatever you want to call it. Basically, it's more drivers not paying attention. But we'll uh, co- I'll, like, I'll come back to that. <laughs> yeah, so that's
1: kind of like what Mercedes and Audi's been doing. So I think they're kind of getting on board with that whole thing. Right.
0: Right. Yeah. And, and Tesla has to do that. I mean, when we when we spoke to them on a test drive, you know, they said the the Audi A7 is kind of the benchmark. So. You know, if Audi's doing it, if Benz is doing it, they've, they've got to stay in lockstep. But the tech here is pretty cool. You have to appreciate the tech. So it has a long-range radar, you know, so it can look for objects, you know, at quite a distance in front of it. But then they also have the traditional ultrasonic sensors, which look 16 feet in all directions around the car. I think there's like 12 of them in total in the system. So plus they have a forward looking camera, you know, a very precise electronic braking system and and all this stuff basically leads into what you do with the software, right? So that's, that's near and dear to our heart in our, in our daily jobs, but software is what's going to make this. So the first iterations are doing things like the car will be able to maintain its own lane. It can change lanes with the tap of a turn signal. You know, maintain a, an appropriate speed based on reading road signs with that, you know, that forward-looking camera and responding to traffic based on the sensors. Wow! And all of that—I mean, that's that's amazing. What's not to think right? about it?
1: Yeah. I mean, that for all those people that like to text and drive and everything—that's running and everything.
0: <laughs> I knew you were going to go there. <laughs> so <laughs> that's that's my hesitation, right? I am going to go back on the soapbox.
1: <laughs> uh,
0: let me take a deep breath Uh, uh, uh. (laughs) don't hit them too hard so i don't really think we need more things to have people not pay attention to the road that's kind of my first instinct Mm -hmm. but my second instinct is okay why not why the heck not if you're not going to pay attention anyway then the car might as well be flipping fantastic you know maintain its lane stop short so that you don't run me over on my motorcycle because i'm I'm at the intersection texting as well, you know. Right. <laughs> you know whatever it is we're doing. Yeah. I mean, if people are already not paying attention, the cars might as well just take over and that way anyone that doesn't want to drive doesn't have to and the rest of us that want to drive can be zipping down the road because hopefully the, you know, the roads are more efficient because because the computer's taking over, I don't know. That's my second thought, my first thought is bad idea.
1: All right. Well, just think about this then, you know, <laughs> just think you an autopilot, let's say you're going on a road trip, you, you put in your destination, you set autopilot and let the car do its thing
0: yeah, I mean it's it's not much different than I mean than right, an airline you can, pilot, they, you could almost just yeah. take a nap <laughs> but it, but even with an airline air, airliner, right so they have autopilot, the planes can take themselves off, they can land themselves, mm-hmm. they can fly themselves all the way around the world with no one touching a stick. But there's still a pilot there. They still have to pay attention. They're still trained. And they're still, guess what, responsible. So the right. driver is the same way. If you're behind the wheel, you can't zone out. That's my only problem with it is just because the car is driving itself doesn't mean that you, you know,
1: become a vegetable. Right. So you, you think it's a bad thing if people are just going to get lazy in their driving abilities and not pay attention to the road because
0: they have this technology? yeah i think I think it happens every time there's new tech, but I think
1: it's a good thing because people need it yeah. so do you think they're um that this will catch on with the other manufacturers to in and, and you know adding this type of- capability to their vehicles to kind of i guess you can say make the road safer for everybody
0: yeah i do think so i was I was actually watching a little bit of the the d t m series in europe And I guess the Audi pace car, I didn't look at it that closely, but apparently the Audi pace car did a race lap autonomously. So they, whatever system they've got going on, they had the car do a lap at race speed all by itself. And apparently it was, it was a pretty good lap too, (laughs) but that takes the fun out of it, doesn't it? Like, can you imagine, you know, let's fast forward like 15, 20 years. You know, you finally have enough money, you've stolen it out of your retirement account or whatever, and or from your kid's inheritance. But, you know, you finally get to buy a, a really nice sports car, you take it to the track, and then they're like, oh, no, 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 this is a hands-off track, you know, autonomous only. And you just sit there in a seat and let it drive you around the track. I
1: mean, where's the fun in that? Right, right, right. But just think of all the, you know, so I'm playing devil's advocate, of course. But just think of all the data that the car collected during the previous laps. And it knows the car. It knows the speed it can take a particular corner. So all that's calculated into the decision that this car is making at these speeds, where you wouldn't have this data, you wouldn't know the you know where to be up top, down low, in the middle of the track, where the car will will know to know how to optimize the speed, the gravity, the G's, whatever, to get around the track a lot faster, a lot safer, blah blah blah. So. You know, I can see the advantages to this and also see the disadvantages as well. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see when this all kind of develops and gets, you know, more in the hands of the people and get about their use and see if it actually makes the road safer or not.
0: Yeah, I have no doubt that an autonomous car will be better in the future, but the growing pains, I think, are going to be quite a painful time for, for drivers. Yeah.
1: Right. It's all unknown. And and yeah. that's that's the biggest thing. It's all unknown. Just like with electric bikes or in cars, people it's unfamiliar to people and they tend to be afraid of it at first until they, you know, until it gets out there, gets gets more um exposure, you know, and 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 people start to realize that the technology is there to help and make the roads a little bit safer. And I think it, I think it's a good call.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's certainly a lot of unknowns with the tech, but there is one thing that is not unknown, and I'm quite certain of, which is something like this.
1: Oh my goodness! <laughs> huh? What was you that? like that? Oh. <laughs> See, that's that's the, the that, that sound right there. Electric can't do can't touch that. <laughs> electric, nothing the, like electric can
0: touch. The, this is the epitome of loud pipes. W- one more time, if you didn't catch that, right?
1: Okay. Oh, that sounds amazing. What was that? A V8?
0: Oh, that gives me goosebumps. (laughs) Holy cow. So, so one, one quick step back. One, one of the other things I talk about, you know, with the podcast is that I want to get, use it to get more into motorcycles. And this is something I stumbled on in the last couple of weeks. So that is an American design and made small block V4.
1: What? Whoa. (laughs) <laughs> that was no V four, dude.
0: That is a V four. They call it the Baby Block, and it's from a company called Motus.
1: Oh, okay. I gotta look that up. Motus.
0: This is this is just an awesome story. So, you know, I'll set this up a little bit. Essentially, it's it's an all American company. They're they're down in Birmingham, Alabama, and it's a clean sheet design engine, chassis, the complete bike. This this, this is a motorcycle. This is a motorcycle, yeah. Didn't you hear it? Listen. Sounds like any other motorcycle, right? I thought
1: that was like a... (laughs) Holy cow. (laughs) Holy cow, dude. Are you kidding me?
0: They have one other one on their website. Check this out. Sounds like a big block. That's awesome.
1: No way.
0: And here's no the best part—you can buy it.
1: Oh, you kidding me? You said in uh, Birmingham, Alabama.
0: Yeah, we we got to make a road trip. So we—I was just
1: about to say—done. We're,
0: we're kind of setting this bike up, or two bikes actually. We're setting this up for a future episode. But since I found this, and we realize how close they are to Charlotte, we we've, we've got to get down there, and meet these guys, take these things for a ride, and yeah, and you know, see if we can we can check them out.
1: Holy moly! That sounds amazing. Do it one more time.
0: You want the flyby? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Holy cow. So that is their MST. And it's essentially a sport touring bike, which is kind of funny because I've been shopping for both something sportier and something, you know, a little bit more in the touring family. And when I stumbled across this, I'm like, oh, my God, done. Done. You know, basically think think of a take like a Corvette engine and cut it in half, wedge it in a you know a custom made chassis and set it up for touring and carving all at the same time, and that's essentially what they built. It is awesome. Wow,
1: it looks amazing.
0: And oh, it, and yeah. it gets even better. So we were talking about the Z06 a little bit earlier with uh-huh. in regards to the Tesla. It's hard to talk about Corvette without talking about Corvette racing. And you can't talk about corporate racing without talking about Pratt & Miller, the ones who actually design and and fabricate the car. So, guess who is the design partner for the chassis on this thing?
1: Okay, tell me.
0: Pratt & Miller. I knew it. (laughs) So, you know this thing is going to be awesome in the chassis department, right? You've got that. You've got this Baby Block V4 that's the most baddest-ass sounding thing I've ever heard. But I've got to get one of these, or at least get a ride on one of these.
1: Yeah, I want to just hear this thing go down the road. Holy cow.
0: So I've been pouring over the website, and I know we (laughs) talked a little bit earlier, but this is a road trip for sure.
1: Yeah. And these bikes look amazing. And they look comfortable. I mean, uh uh-oh, they got bags on the side.
0: Mm, That's all right. (laughs) But you know what's cool? If if you go back into some of their their blogs and stuff on the design,
1: mm-hmm.
0: check out that picture of the original one that the Pratt and Miller guys are showing, and it looks like a naked sport bike. That's the one I want.
1: Okay. Okay. Wow. Yeah.
0: I'm gonna. I'll put a link to that in the show notes. But that thing looks mean. I mean, the sport touring bike looks awesome as well. You can see the the valve covers off the side. They got the headers coming down. You know, to the bottom and then straight out the back, and the other nice thing is the pipes exit axle height, just like the old monster. Love it, love oh. it.
1: I love the red headers on this thing, head covers. Oh, yeah, Amazing. that's that's a nice
0: touch. So there's yeah, there's two there's models here. This MST, which is probably a bad boy in its own right, and then they even amp it up with an MSTR, which is even you know more sport, more power, like just yeah. awesome looking. Mm, mm, mm. and it's got all the good stuff right you know the good the good brembo brakes you know the good Olin's forks and you know monoshocks adjustable remote reservoir all you know all the good bits are in there so that you know how can you go wrong with this thing <laughs> that's what i'm thinking
1: oh yeah yeah we gotta go ride this bike for sure for sure for sure now there's one thing
0: that did surprise me though that, that it's chain driven why
1: wouldn't it be? There's a lot of power coming out of well, it. Well, I, I know, but listen to it. I know. I did. <laughs> I love it. <laughs>
0: but it's yeah. got they're they're showing a, a what's this twenty thousand mile XW ring chain, which sounds awesome. But I was just surprised. I'm like, hmm. Think like like the what is it? The Honda is it the Honda ST? That's one of the big sport touring bikes. That's like shaft driven. You know, I just kind of expected that. I guess.
1: Wow. So you can do 286 miles from a 5.5 gallon tank, huh?
0: Nice. So it's efficient then. It's it's a hundred. What is it? It's a hundred cubic inches, uh, 1650 CCs, and I'm looking at the MSTR right now. That's 180 horsepower. Wow. Hello.
1: Bye bye. What? Holy moly! Wow, that's a nice looking bike too, and that motor's amazing. I just want to get that motor and just build my own car with that thing.
0: Yep. And you can. I was reading on their website. You can actually just, you can just buy the engine if you want, put it into a street rod or shut the front door. Go kart. <laughs> go kart. Oh, could you imagine this thing? Like a little, um, not a go. What are those things? Big wheel. Oh, a big wheel. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, well, that's another awesome thing. We we didn't even put that in our show notes for this week, but there's a company here in North Carolina making these awesome big wheels that we just gotta throw the the link in the notes. People gotta check these out. I forget the name, but yeah, we we've got to call that out for sure.
1: I'm looking that up now. Hold on. <laughs>
0: yeah, you look at that up. So some other things I was checking out on this is, you know, again, it's this is all American made and designed. You know, which which is very cool. But, you know, I kind of like the touring aspect. You know, you've got a big, a big raspy motor like that, but then you've got touring aspirations as well. Almost like a split personality. You can get out and put on a pile of miles, but you can also, you know, carve the side roads with the best of them.
1: Right, right. Okay, I found that big wheel thing. So, SFD Industries. So, big wheel driftings trikes that
0: looks awesome
1: yeah so you can get one base model for two grand and a stupid fast one for three
0: grand eight grand six and a half horse motor oh we got to get one of these you know we this should be this should be like our show vehicle <laughs> you know, like if we go out and do like events and stuff just it should be the loud pipes vehicle <laughs>
1: Right? Holy cow! Oh, that's that would cool. Be silly. That would be silly.
0: Where are they? We got to go see them. I know they're in North Carolina somewhere, but where are they? Yeah. So while while you're digging that up, I'll, I'll mention one other thing. In terms of events, we uh we have cars and coffee coming up again in Charlotte here on the first of November. So this will be the this will be the last episode that you will hear before that event takes place. So again. If anyone wants to meet up there, we, we try to get there kinda early, generally before nine, and and we'll sort of we'll carve out a spot somewhere in the back, maybe near the I don't even know which highway that is, but maybe near like the two seventy seven loop we'll kind of set up and if anyone wants to stop by and say hello, that's where we'll be. All right. Yeah. So where are these guys? Road trip?
1: Yeah, dude. I'm still looking through their site. <laughs> Sorry. It's like
0: it's like a mystery. Like I know the numbers, is, what is it, three Three eight three or whatever. I know that's that's around here somewhere. But my buddy John looked it up. And it's not it's not that far away. Two hours maybe.
1: It definitely <laughs> road trip if it's close.
0: Easy to get to on your couch. That would be a quick ride.
1: Oh yeah, for sure. We do it in comfort. Yeah, I'm telling you, dude. Next time we're going on a long trip, I'm getting one of those things. Ultra limited for me. All day. Ultra man really. Yep. Wow. That's the fast riding bike for long distance what happened to the breakout what what do you mean well, Huh? yeah what the breakout i mean, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> i'm not going old man all the way just yet what, whoa 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 I'll, oh, I'll get there i'll get there
0: the ultra that, that is the epitome of the old man bike what are you talking about
1: oh i know well, eventually i'll get there
0: i mean street glide I'll, I'll give you maybe even road glide but once you get into the ultra it's over it's done couch yeah. so you tried it. It, There, there's a big uh big motorcycle show going on right now so there's another thing i was looking at over the weekend and we've got to put this on our calendar for next year rico is it's called the aim expo the american international motorcycle expo and that just yeah. ended today in orlando
1: now nah, we missed that one
0: we missed out but it just looks like Everything, motorcycles, demo rides, media, open to the public. We we have to be there next year. All right. Put it That's on your it. calendar. That's it. Put it in your phone. So let's see. Any other cool sounding bikes out there you are interested in?
1: Yes. Uh,
0: I might have a little preview for you.
1: Yeah. Let's talk about the Kawasaki H2. Love it. Isn't Whoa. that awesome? Holy cow. Love that Ninja.
0: Wow. So any anyone not, not following along, and it would be hard not to see this if you're following motorcycles at all, but Kawasaki's unveiled this, I guess we'll call it the next generation Ninja. Or monster. The, the H2. Yeah, the monster.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> but it's not just one bike. There's two. There's a an H2R
1: as well that's only for the track. Yeah, and that bike comes in a carbon fiber as well. And I think that's, that version is only for the track version too. So it, it looks amazing, and it had wings on the front for downforce, I'm assuming. But wow, with the with the green and the, the carbon fiber, look out.
0: You're so excited over this thing, you can't oh even God. talk.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's because it's a monster. I mean, it's a 1,000 <laughs> cc's with a supercharger. Awesome.
0: How many ponies on that thing? 300. hundred. Three. Hundred now, three hundred. A, as a cruising rider, I gotta take a step back. When you when you <laughs> had the, the Yamaha R1, you said that was scary fast. Yeah. How much power did that make? Uh, one eighty five. One eighty five. This is three hundred. Did you not use- hear? <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. That's what's so crazy about this. That's why it's a monster. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So this thing, it, it's it comes with a bunch of uh bells and whistles too so the electronics around this bike you know because it has so much power i mean you got your traction control you have your quick shift control you have your traction i think i said traction control but you say it again why not yeah traction control because you're going to need it (laughs) you know uh uh, electronic dampering steering dampering and and you have a rain mode so when you're in the rain you can tone it down a bit you know of course it comes with analog brakes and such launch control Mm. i mean wow you with that much power you need all these all this technology built in as well because that's crazy but is it autonomous
0: <laughs> <laughs> i hope not i really hope not
1: <laughs> oh no you may want to going that fast
0: uh this looks i mean again i'm not a sport bike rider but this looks awesome i mean the the trellis frame or partial frame there and you know the engine's obviously part of the structure here which is really cool right and the thing that people forget about Kawasaki is this is not, you know, Kawasaki is not just a motorcycle company. Like I want, you know, watching some of the, the sneak preview videos here, they talk about all the other factions of Kawasaki heavy industries that, that led into this, you know, their gas turbine division, you know, for the supercharger and some of their aerospace division for the carbon fiber work. You know, that, that company's got some serious, serious backing to do something like this. And and I just applaud. I have to stand up and applaud them for, you know, moving motorcycling forward. This is
1: this is really nice. Wow. Yeah. And they did a great job with tucking that supercharger.
0: And they make the best dual sport on the planet. I'm just just yeah, saying.
1: They do. It's amazing. <laughs> they did a good job. Even with the R, the uh, R14, the one previous uh, before this one. Yeah. That was a fast bike. That was a that was a one that was hurting the Busa. With the power that thing was producing, and now they got this. It's just, holy cow! Now,
0: I wonder how the under, other manufacturers are going to respond. Because wasn't there some gentleman's agreement many years ago where they said, I think it was when the Busa came out, and they were like, Yeah, you know, like between us makers, let's not go any crazier than this. This seems like Kawasaki jumping the fence a little bit, no?
1: Yeah, I think so. I think they may have said, You know what, Busa. Mm, yeah. <laughs> I toss one over the fence for you. Let me look at this thing.
0: They didn't jump. They didn't go over the fence. They basically they drove over the fence with a tank, yeah, that's, you know, yeah. and fired a missile across the ocean.
1: Exactly <laughs> what they did here, they did produce a huge missile. Because this thing is amazing.
0: Yeah, and I'm looking at those those wings or winglets. I wonder I wonder how much downforce they get out of that, or maybe it's just for stability. I really wonder.
1: Yeah, we'll have to do some digging. Wow. Yeah, that is um.
0: What do you think okay. about a test ride on that?
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. Sign me up. Sign me up.
0: Can you imagine how long the waiver form is going to be to ride something like that? Right. If you can even ride it. Wow. See, wow. now I, I just wondered, the not the H2R, I mean, that's that's track only, but I wonder when's the H2 going to be available, because I'm going to have to get down and see those in person down at the local dealer.
1: Right. Let's look and see let me look here.
0: Yeah, well, you know, we didn't get to the Amex bow, so we don't know. Is <laughs> true? <laughs> maybe, maybe next time.
1: don't have a really say. Um, But, wow. And you know what? This bike doesn't look to be that heavy. I mean, the boost is, you know, 600 and something pounds. And I'm, this doesn't look nearly as heavy. I wonder, I mean, the track one has got to be really, really light, I can imagine.
0: Let's see if they got the specs in here.
1: Wow. But anyway. Yeah. Moving
0: on. Yeah, just good stuff. Moving on. Yeah, yeah. They're not electric, but we still like them. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. Wow. All right. So yeah, I'm still, mm, I'm still reeling about the Modus. I mean, that bike is really, really. I think that's what's pumping my blood over the last few days. That's is the Modus, the V4. Yeah. How
1: much horsepower? Do you know how much horsepower that thing produces?
0: Yeah, the R model, I think, is 180. Um, the MST, I think, is still 160. Yeah, 165 and 100, 123 foot-pounds of torque.
1: And it sounds amazing. Absolutely. Amazing. amazing. All right.
0: Cool. Yeah, so some new some new electric bikes out there. A really awesome uh, V4 that we just can't wait to ride. We got something crazy from Kawasaki that's coming out that... Rico's gonna ride. I'm just gonna watch because I'll be too scared. Yeah, <laughs> and I'll, yeah, and I'll um, I'll offer you uh, final parting comments here.
1: All right. Yeah. So again, the uh, man couch was amazing. Still waiting on the uh, decision on the breakout. You know, hopefully, uh, hopefully not too far behind. I get a chance to ride the scout before I actually make my Pull right. the trigger on making my decision on, on purchasing the uh, breakout or the you know reride still up in the air. And now you know considering <laughs> the, the the grandpa couch, you know I, I, could, I could possibly do that too. I mean, because they're 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 all around the same price range, so
0: making your decision uh, all that much harder.
1: Yeah, because you know ever since riding this bike, I've been kind of touring around, see who's doing some custom work to the because if I get one, I gotta have it all tricked out.
0: Yeah, because 28 grand is not enough.
1: Yeah. Uh, you know, I need it blacked out or something because they put a lot of chrome into these bikes. I just want it nice and undertoned. Awesome. Yeah. Sounds good. That's all I got.
0: Yeah. And I'll just one more reminder on the, the Airhawk 2, if anyone's interested in that. Um, again, just email us at feedback at rdubstudios.com and we'll take your, your long riding stories, tips, tricks, uh, things of that nature, whatever you want to send us. Um, or you know, or if you don't have a story, just you know, just write us and say, hey, I want it. It looks like the thing for me, and and we'll send it your way. All right, that's our show for for episode four. Uh, thanks everyone for joining us, and take care. Good night. This has been an RW Studio production. Check us out at rdubstudios.com, iTunes, Stitcher Radio, or Blueberry.